0: Welcome to another episode of Mick Doc. Besides the reoccurring white, shiny eyeball that contrasted itself from the blackness of the semi-open closet door, that was most certainly imagined. A button on a jacket struck by moonlight, perhaps. There was something more disturbing about his nightly inability to sleep. It was the far-off sound of... What was that? A chainsaw? Ramsay listened intently and remained quiet. Of course, now it was gone... He then looked over at that dark closet that the moon had left some time ago, rendering it completely black, wondering if that eye, if it really were an eye, was now gazing at him while he laid there, and he was completely unaware, with a light, tired chuckle. (laughs) Ramsay finally decided to close his eyes and sleep. It was late and he had a meeting in the morning. His first meeting with his new company. He had met all of his colleagues in that first office job nearly a week ago, and although he didn't care for what the company did, he certainly enjoyed his first corporate salary. Sure, did beat working for his dad at his electronics store. Well, the shop did give him the valuable experience in dealing smoothly with clientele, managing issues that arose and helping map out the financials as they were calculated each month. He even did the taxes. Then, in the last four years at Michigan State University, he was ready to join the rat race. Happily. He owned one suit so far and needed to get another soon. They would catch on that he was wearing the same suit with different shirts at some point, and he was careful to ensure that he didn't get it stained. Was that the suit that had the button on the sleeve that was glistening? As a peering eyeball? Ah, his golf clubs. A golf ball popping out of the golf bag. He brought his clubs because now he had the space to whiff them into the expanse without any bitching or complaining neighbors. Ramsey reached for his phone. Shone his light at the closet. From a new curiosity. The light illuminated the interior of the closet as much as it could from its limited opening. Nothing. Not even the clothes. Nothing. Was he now imagining this? He closed his eyes and committed himself to the ownership of that trick of vision then the sound came again it was most certainly a chainsaw sound he even heard the damn thing starting up how was he expected to get any sleep while some idiot was cutting trees at night damn northern rural Michiganers if they aren't conspiring against the government at camo from a cabin in the woods then they're doing some DIY project in the middle of the night damn it Ramsey took this place from his parents. He thought he would be independent since he was now a working man, in the most legitimate sense, and at the expense of an hour's drive into Grand Rapids from the northern woodland area near Goodwell Township, outside of Big Rapids from the 20 down the 131. He had enough of the place, and felt that living at his old grandparents' home that was unused for the ten years since his grandfather had passed away, didn't exactly personify corporate coolness, even if it came with no parents around. He'd been there for a couple of weeks and had enough already. The locals seemed weird when he had to get gas or stop the local store or hardware places. There was no movie theater, no clubs, just old shitty bars and diners and lots of rusted trucks. This house needed to be sold. Get cash for it now, he implored his mother." He had old people furniture and old people drapes and blankets and a hand-me-down pickup truck, also rusted of course. It allowed him to move around the area without attention, none of this smacked of office cool or Wall Street ballin'. To be fair, it was an interesting old house, sort of. It was built by his great-great-grandparents at the turn of the century, well, the century before this one. His very weird grandparents, he remembered, had passed away recently. His grandfather most recently. His grandfather was the weirdest of the two, and that was saying something. They were both country whack jobs. He spent a lot of time out in the woods doing whatever the hell he did, and she just cleaned the floors and stayed in the basement for the rest of the time doing whatever the hell she did down there. His grandpa had four fingers on each hand, which Ramsey noticed at the breakfast table one morning many, many years ago when he was a child. His investigation received a terrible, wide-eyed glare from his grandfather as he placed his hands under the table. Apparently, Ramsey's mom had been pressured to have as many kids as possible, but only Ramsey arrived into the family. This pissed off the grandparents and they hardly spoke to him or his mom. He spent weekends up there in the summer with his reluctant grandparents in an attempt by his mother to get Ramsey's grandma and grandpa to bond with him. They didn't. They just acted weird, and at the time it seemed normal that they slept very late for old people, which seems weird in retrospect. Must have been the constant noises at night. He remembered, as a child, people coming and going very late at night while he was meant to be sleeping. Ramsay, when he insisted on moving up there to have his own place, to give the perception of being independent in his own pad, searched around, and it was as he remembered it. Albeit dusty. He had spent an entire weekend cleaning it, and that included the basement that he had no idea existed. It was like a library down there, except the thousands of books crushed together on shelves had succumbed mostly to the dampness and lack of care over the past decade. Ramsey shuffled through some of the books, many that he attempted to open. They crumbled into slush and onto the floor. One that was sitting on a small reading table with blank cover apprised his attention. He picked it up and opened it and dropped it before he could see anything within, when he heard a sound behind him. The place creeped him out enough. He would just let these items rot and left the basement for better breathing above. Now that Ramsay was in bed, staring at the ceiling and still trying to count sheep or think about his meeting the next day that he was asked to attend, solely based on the fact that he was meant to take notes for his director... That stupid chainsaw wouldn't let him sleep. That stupid dude cutting down trees wasn't doing it right, or was doing nothing. Because even though he was much farther away the first time, and still seemed a bit further away, Ramsey felt that if he was going up the woods cutting trees, he wasn't cutting shit. There was no sound of cutting, just an idling chainsaw in the distance. These folks around here are stupid, he thought. Ah, they're lucky to have a real executive living around here for some credibility. Didn't matter that he was a receptionist for the sales director, it was a real company job. Ramsey continued to peek over towards the closet, where he occasionally thought about someone staring at him while he slept. Even though he knew that it was just his imagination, it was still freaking him out. That stupid chainsaw didn't help. Then, the chainsaw stopped didn't matter. He couldn't sleep now. Thanks, chainsaw asshole, he whispered. He stared at the ceiling, thinking about getting introduced to all the high reps tomorrow and having them worry that one day Ramsey will be coming for their jobs. Hell yeah, Mr. Ramsey Myers. Sir, Mr. Myers, sir, can you please sign this, sir? <laughs> they'll say, and Ramsey will just reply with... Walk with me, junior executive. I have very little time. I'm a busy man with many meetings and a flight later to Hong Kong for more meetings with important people. Ramsey mumbled to himself while he imagined a future of importance. Well, none of this will happen if I don't sleep and make it to the meeting tomorrow. Seth will need me to take notes for him, I'm sure. And if I don't sleep, I'll just be hen scratching all over the pages, he muttered to himself, fatigued. After twenty seconds of staring at the peeling ceiling, trying to imagine shapes in the stains, he needed to look at his phone to see what time it was. Ramsey leaned over, and while trying to unplug it from the charger with one hand so he could pull it towards him, it fell on the floor with a thud. Ah, jeez, every time! Good thing they make these! Ramsey saw that the phone's lock screen, dull and gray, had cast a visible light on the closet door where Ramsey saw a wide-open bright, white eye in the dark, with a deep black pupil rapidly moving from the open part of the closet. He gasped and grabbed at his phone to investigate, but hadn't the courage and pulled his phone up close to him. He was half afraid to illuminate the closet again for fear of repeating the vision, but he knew that if he kept it dark, this eye could be watching him, and worse... He flashed the light over while holding his breath, painfully in his chest. (gasps) Nothing there. But the closet door was much further open than he remembered it. He carefully got out of bed, slammed the closet door and braced for any sound upon the slam. Again, almost disappointingly, nothing. He was not sleeping now, this was certain. He laid in bed, now staring in all directions coming down from the heart racing experience based on a certain fabricated vision from his imagination. He'd been entertaining himself with the idea of some peering eyeball that was the fabricated result of a film he'd recently seen and it had stuck in his Oh, what the absolute fuck! Ramsey grinding his teeth, completely shaken from the shock of the mechanical motor so close. Why is this happening? is someone cutting down trees on my property! I need to call the cops. There's no way I'm sleeping tonight, but I'm not letting this asshole get away with this. Ramsey reached again for his phone, unlocked it, and the light vaguely lit up the scene behind it in a blurry peripheral. The closet was open again. (laughs) The sound of the motor was doing his head in, and now, stress had ripped at every nerve and fiber in his body, because this door was absolutely slammed shut. Of this, he was certain, was now somehow open, and he couldn't hear a thing which tore apart his brain. He slammed it again shut with his foot and walked to the light switch. His lights brightened his entire room, and he paced around the room dialing 911. When he finally requested a visit from the police and explained the entire situation over the caterwauling of the chainsaw outside that clearly illustrated his problem to the police, he saw movement again to his left and spun around. The closet had opened just a crack. This had freaked him out finally, and with the last remaining courage and sanity that he had remaining, he stormed towards the closet to karate kick it shut and let the cops deal with whatever was in there, if there was anything. Before he reached the door, a terrible metal-on-metal screech was heard below his window, at the side of the house, and then the lights, the power, all shut off. He was in complete blackness, no more ceiling light. No bathroom light down the upstairs hall that gave him the middle of the night beacon when he needed to go. Complete blackness outside the moon's glow. And of course, his phone that was 75% dead. He used his phone flashlight immediately. The only sensory element that he was aware of at that moment was a chainsaw that sputtered to a stop. He stood in the dark, Calculating the minutes in his head since he phoned the police and tried to estimate when they would get to him down the 20 from Big Rapids. The sheriff's department was a solid 15 to 18 minutes away, but he had to assume that late at night with few on duty, it could take longer. He locked his bedroom door, a satisfying click in the silence. He'd considered that the person with the chainsaw had cut the power. He heard that sound. That was clear. Ramsey felt that this was no accident. He wasn't stupid. He was a strategically thinking businessman now. Couldn't give in to the stupidity and naivety of a normal man. The folks out here were as crazy as a bag of MAGA hats. And maybe they didn't like the fact that a city boy was living here in the township with them. He could understand. They'd feel small and insignificant now. Ramsey sat on the edge of his bed as it creaked. And that reminded him of the closet door. If something was in the room with him... In the dark. Well, to hell with that. He was a university educated office executive, not some damn fool. Let the cops deal with this shit. Ramsey unlocked his door. And as he did, his heart nearly exploded as he heard the chainsaw start up downstairs in his home. In his home. He audibly gasped, then <gasps> backed into his room again and relocked the door. He stood with his ear to the door. It didn't get closer, it just rumbled somewhere below. He could try the window, but it would be directly onto a shallow but sharp wood pile, where he would certainly hurt himself. If he could make it to the other room, if he could make it to the other room that he used to store his unpacked boxes, that window was over nothing but grass. He could shatter his ankle, but he could try to get away in the night. His best option, however, was to wait for the cops they would be here soon. Why was someone in the house with a goddamn chainsaw? He thought to himself, finally shedding tears. Ramsey was afraid, more than afraid, he was confused. Chaos had erupted in his new home and knowing it was just some crazy redneck drunk trying to scare him, he didn't know how far this dude would go and if the cops would get to him before he got to Ramsey. He didn't check out the area or ask questions before he moved in. He didn't know that these whack jobs or drunken farmers would be attacking him. The chainsaw stopped, back to silence and complete darkness. Ramsey had focused on the sound of police cars, but nothing came. He opened his window to get some air and have a better listen for any salvation. The wind blew and a few drops of rain began to hit his hand and windowpane. He pulled his head back in, and then, suddenly, contrasted against the pitch dark, flashes of lightning. A split second of light bolts from the sky lit up the front yard, that was smothered by the surrounding forest, like a trillion fluorescent bulbs switching on in his world for half a second. He reached up for the window frame to yank down the window as the rain started coming down heavier with a crunch of thunder then as he closed the window firmly another blast of lightning lit up the yards and woods and in that second multiple figures stood below people they must be people although they were not moving just standing static still all in black god knows how many He thought he saw at least ten, maybe twelve, in what looked like hoods and coats, but now Ramsey waited. Window firmly shut for the next light display to get a better look. Longest eight seconds of his life. Then, when it was lit up again, nobody. He was going crazy. Overtired in this home invader downstairs. What was he doing? Did he leave? Was he waiting and... If so, waiting for what? Ramsey walked away from the window. He listened with his ear pressed against the door. It wasn't more than three seconds when the chainsaw ripped up. A deafening, ear-throttling boom. Not more than a foot away from the door. It sent Ramsey flying away from the door from shock and onto the floor. Now crawling towards the bed and searching in the darkness with his phone's flashlight for anything in the room that could help protect him. His phone was nearly dead. The 15% mark prompted the light to dim. He didn't know how long he'd need it, so he let the battery-saving feature do its thing. The din of that saw. What was he waiting for? He could have chewed up that door at any time. It just idled outside of the door, and occasionally it revved up. That was enough for him. Ramsey needed to take his chances in getting out the window and out into the rain via the woodpile below. It was a solid fifteen feet up in these old country homes. As he opened the window, he heard the faint sound of sirens and saw lights coming up the long dirt driveway through the trees. The chainsaw had stopped again. This brought him some relief but knew that it had a habit of growing closer each time it restarted and there was no closer left in his case. Ramsey watched with fiery anticipation the police car get closer and then entered the end of the driveway slowly. The police, after a few seconds, exited the car, put on their police caps, and as they walked towards the house, he shouted from upstairs for them to hurry, and that there was a man in the house with a chainsaw. The police looked up and nodded and drew their guns. The last sight and Ramsey saw from outside were cloaked figures moving from the sides of the house towards the police as they entered the home. Ramsey screamed to the police that there were people behind him. Watch out! Behind you! Behind you! Then, guns firing and screams and silence again. Ramsey was stunned. There was no sound at all. The police must have been set upon. Were they killed? Oh my god, panted Ramsey. What now? He thought that he would need to get out quietly, and now this thing outside his room had friends downstairs. If he jumped down and hurt himself and was unable to sprint away, he'd be doomed. He had no choice. It would be hours before anyone checked on the cops. He had to jump. He laid his phone, flashlight up, on the side dresser to give him some light while he pushed open the window again. Slowly and quietly, and as he did, the light offered a ghoulish reflection in the window of what was behind him. Now, the closet door was fully open, and something was now standing behind him, cloaked except for a grayish face, partially exposed through the hood, with a completely round, wide opened eyeball peering from behind him. He screamed grabbed his phone and tossed himself out the window as he hit the pile of kindling below with full force on his back, knocking the wind out of him. Ah! He couldn't breathe. Most certainly had broken ribs. He tried to lift himself but couldn't. The pain was severe. He tried several times to get himself up, but his back felt broken. Rain pouring into his eyes, As he laid there trying to get his breath, but only whimpers of stunned lungs with the breath knocked out. As he laid, face soaked, arms reaching for a piece of wood for protection. He heard the chants surrounding him as again. The illumination of the lightning showed a group standing side by side around him. One with a beady wide open eye peering through its hood as they slowly parted their formation from the center. Then, the sound of the chainsaw starting up, and a figure, nearly seven foot tall, all in black, walked through and approached Ramsey. What do you want? What? what do you want? Leave me, Leave me alone! Ah! Ramsey's blood splattered across his broken phone nearby. The screams died as the cutting stopped and the chanting increased. Then, as they slowly marched away into the bush, the chanting subsided. And while the rain had stopped, the last flashes of lightning lit up Ramsey's horror-frozen expression as his head was being carried away by an old grey... Withered, four-fingered hand. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.